Dear Lord, this world is indeed not our home. From generation to generation, you are our dwelling place. So Lord, we pray that this morning when we gather together, you really speak to our hearts. And Lord, we pray that your presence will be very real in our midst. You must have some word for every one of us. Even we come with empty hearts. We pray that it will be full when we are leaving. Thank you for this wonderful time together. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's turn to Book of Daniel. Book of Daniel. Chapter 
Daniel chapter four. Verse ten. Now these were the visions in my mind as I lay on my bed. I was looking, and behold, there was a tree in the midst of the earth, and the height was great. 我在床上，脑中的意象是这样。我看见地当中有一棵树，极其高大。Now the word I refer to Nebuchadnezzar. 这里说的我是指的尼布贾尼撒。The king of Babylon. 是巴比伦王。Now let's continue with verse eleven. 我们继续读十一节。The tree grew large and became strong, and its height reached to the sky, and it was visible to the end of the whole earth. 那树见长，而且坚固，高的顶天，从地极都能看见。I was looking in the vision in my mind as I lay on my bed, and behold, an angelic watcher, a holy one, descended from heaven. 我在床上脑中的意象，见有一位守望的圣者从天而降。He shouted out and spoke as follows. Chop down the tree and cut off its branches, strip off its foliage and scatter its fruit. Let the bees flee from under it and the birds from its branches. 大声呼叫说：“扒倒这树，砍下枝子，摇掉叶子，抛散果子，使走兽离开树下，飞鸟躲开树枝。”Yet leave the stem with its roots in the ground. But with a band of iron and bronze around it, in the new grasses of the field, and let him be drenched with the dew of heaven, and let him share with the beast in the grass of the earth. Let his mind be changed from that of a man, and let the beast's mind be given to him, and let seven periods of time pass over him. Now this is a one very strange dream recorded in the Bible. Now it is a dream of King Nebuchadnezzar. Who have conquered the world at that time? So Nebuchadnezzar indeed built a very big empire in the Middle East. And few years before he dreamed a dream, he saw a great statue. A huge, uh, 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 the 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 statue with the golden head. 那个像是有金的头, silver breast, 有银胸, and bronze belly, 有铜腹, and and also iron legs. 有, 有铁的脚, now from that dream we knew that Daniel got a prophecy. 从那个梦中我们知道, 但, 但以理他得到, 他, 他, 他得到了一个预言, because that statue actually represents that prophecy being fulfilled, will be fulfilled.他知道那个金像就是说，它是一个预言会应验的。The four parts of that statue represent four empire yet to come. 
So now we'll look at and uh, look back and we find that that prophecy was indeed wonderfully fulfilled. But now King Nebuchadnezzar now dream another dream. He dreamed of a tree. Now that tree really grew large and became strong. The Bible said its height reached to the sky. And it was visible to the end of the whole earth. Now in the process of growing, all of a sudden there was a holy one from heaven. And shout out and said, chop down the tree and cut off its branches. And let the bees flee from under it and the birds from its branches. And yet leave the stem with its roots in the ground. And then uh, we were told that uh, this period will be about uh, seven periods of time. So that was indeed a very strange dream. Now we want to know that is this dream another prophecy? So to understand it, we have to go to another portion of the word. Especially if we can derive anything from the mouth of our dear Lord. Then this must be something not only prophecy and must be a sure prophecy. So now we have to go back to the word of our Lord Himself. So let's turn to book uh book of Acts, uh, Luke, let took turn to Luke. Chapter twenty one. Luke chapter twenty one. Verse twenty nine. <coughs> and he told them a parable. Behold, the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put forth leaves, you see it and know for yourself that summer is now near. Even so you too, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. Now our Lord talk about a parable here. It's a parable of a fig tree and all the trees. So now first, let's try to find out what happened to that fig tree. Now if you read chapter 24 of Matthew, now our Lord explained about this parable of fig tree. Because according to our Lord, that fig tree represents the nation of Israel. So when he talk about that parable, 
But before that, before uh, when he talked about that a few days earlier, you remember our Lord one day uh, he encountered a fig tree from afar. And then he tried to look for the fruits. So when he was under the fig tree, he found no fruit whatsoever. So he cursed the tree. So then the tree became withered from the root. So this parable of fig tree actually is linked with the earlier event. Now both uh in both occasions actually the law offer or uh, a law utter uh, uh, utter prophecies. In the early event, it was a prophecy in act, uh, uh, no, uh, it is what a uh, prophecy through an action. Now, now, when he talked about the parable of fig tree, actually, he tried to utter the prophecy with words. But these two events actually are intimately connected. Now, if the nation of Israel refer, if the fig tree represents the nation of Israel, so that means that uh, to, to curse the fig tree, it means that one day the nation of Israel will disappear from the earth of the planet, surface of this planet. So that actually was a, that actually was a, 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 a prophecy. Now, finally, it has been fulfilled. Seventy years AD. You know, after Roman soldiers captured Jerusalem. From, from that time on, people of Israel has been scattered all over the world for almost 2,000 years. So officially, the nation of Israel disappeared from the earth. But according to the law, another prophecy, that is Matthew 24. So according to that prophecy, he said, now as soon as uh, as soon as the fig tree put for leaves, then you see it and know yourself that summer is no near. In another word, the man, son of man is at the doors. It means the Lord definitely will return. And the doors in Greek is a plural. Because the background is Oriental house, is not Western house. So that's why you have many doors you have to enter before you enter into the living room. 
But anyway, if the son of man already at the door, it means very, very near. What does that mean? According to the Lord's prophecy, now after people of Israel being scattered for almost 2,000 years, but one day the nation of Israel will be reborn. So what does that mean? So that means that uh, according to the Lord's prophecy, that tree has been cursed. So wither from the roots. So if you look from a distance, you don't see anything but branches. No leaves nor fruits. So that's what happened for people of, for nation of Israel lasting two thousand years. But one day, according to our Lord's prophecy, the nation of Israel will be reborn. Thank God. In 1948, May 14th, the world witnessed the rebirth of nation of Israel. So now we are pretty sure since 1948, our law already at the door. So 1948 is a very important year. Because the Lord's prophecy is wonderfully fulfilled. But that's Matthew 24. Because Matthew mainly addressed to the Jews. So that's why only mention of a fig tree, that's all. But if when the Lord talk about that parable, actually he not only talk about fig tree, he also talk of all the trees. Now very interesting. You don't find that record in Matthew. But you find it in Luke. Why Luke? Because Luke was the only Gentile who wrote the uh, who, who wrote the New Testament. And because he was a Greek, his view, his view is a global view. Because of that, you see, when he wrote this gospel, you can see that view is much broader. And then you see the birth of Messiah actually is, is about the all people in the world. And so if you read this uh, gospel, Luke reminds us women, children, poor, and the rich. So you can see that this gospel is for everyone. 
That's why Gospel of Luke is very different. It's different from any other Gospels. Now in Matthew, our Lord Jesus has sent out 12 disciples. To the uh, just, just go to the lost sheep of, uh, of the house of Judah. The reason is very simple. Because there were twelve tribes in the nation of Israel. That's why our Lord Jesus sent twelve disciples. But now if you if you read the Gospel of Luke, then you discover Jesus also sent out seventy disciples. Now why seventy? If you read Genesis ten, you find seventy nations in the whole world So Bible used seventy to represent the whole world. So this time our Lord not only sent out twelve disciples, he sent out seventy disciples. That means this gospel is for the whole world. So you see, brothers, the same thing about this parable of the uh, the uh, when the Lord talked about parable of fig tree. Actually, our, our Lord's mind not only concentrate uh, with people of Israel. He was thinking about the whole world. Now, if a tree represents the nation, if a fig tree represents the nation of Israel, then other trees also represent nation of the of represent nations of this world. So what does that mean? So that means uh, when the Lord utter this parable. If this is a wonderful prophecy. About the end time. Then you are pretty sure. Since 1948, we know the law already at the doors. But the problem is not only single nation involved here. If the only nation of Israel, things will be much simplified. Now in Chinese, we have a saying, you need to have two hands to clap, to make a noise. So you see, so that means if only single nation of Israel, nothing will happen. But before the Lord's return, now if you come to the platform of the, uh, uh, if you come to international platform, if only nation of Israel, nothing, nothing much will happen. But the problem is this. According to our Lord's prophecy, not only the nation of Israel will be reborn, and some other ancient nations record in the Bible, they also will be revived. And then they will confront with the nation of Israel. Then something will happen. If in history, you see, you saw the conflict between Israel and the nations around. 
Then today, after 1948, the same thing will happen again. So I think this is very important. If you read your Bible, we know it's clear. So now we look for all the trees in the Bible. But remember, that tree must be connected with a nation. It must be connected with the ancient nation. It must be connected with ancient nation which has a history of conflict with Israel. So if you look for and if you look through the whole Bible, aside from nation of Israel, being represented by fig tree. When the Lord cursed the fig tree, now the fig tree withered from the roots. But then one day will put forth leaves again. So that means rebirth of nation of Israel. Now, is there any other tree in the Bible? Not only connected with the ancient nation, not only connected with the ancient nation which was against Israel, but also something similar happened. Wither and putting forth again, putting forth the leaf again. So, would you find anyone? Now the dream of Nebuchadnezzar become very interesting. So if you turn back with me, back to the same verse again, uh, back to uh, uh, Daniel chapter four. Daniel chapter four. Now look. How this really fulfill the requirement about the, that uh, the prophecy our Lord just uttered? Now let's let come back to chapter four again. And remember the verse eleven. The tree grew large and it became strong. It is high, reached to the sky. And then later, you know, in the then all of a sudden there is a voice from heaven, chop down the tree and cut off its branches. So that means the tree will be destroyed. Something interesting. Not destroyed forever. No, you know the, the what the, the in the dream, you know what happened? The Bible says, yeah, leave the stem with its roots in the ground. Do you see that? You have stem with the rich roots in the ground. When you chop down the tree, the tree has fall has fallen. But yet, don't destroy the stump, don't stray the roots. What does that mean? That means one day that tree will revive again. So how long it will take? How long it will take? 
Bible says it will last seven periods of time. Now what does that mean? What do you mean by seven periods of time? How long it is? Now first, let me try to explain this dream a little bit further. Now this uh, this dream, uh, you know, when Nebuchadnezzar dreamed that dream. Actually, if you read the context, uh, that tree represents Nebuchadnezzar. But don't forget, you are the go-head. So remember in book of Daniel, now there are always double application. For example, when you talk about the golden head, on one hand it refers to Nebuchadnezzar. On the other hand, it represents Babylonian Empire. So do you see? Again, here the same thing happened. One dream, but double application. Now, one application is very simple. It applies to Nebuchadnezzar himself. So what does that mean? That means one day something will happen to him. All of a sudden Nebuchadnezzar got mad. So then he lived with the beast for seven periods of time. Then after that period he will, the mind will come back to him again. So that, that's the prophecy. Apply to Nebuchadnezzar. Now how long, brother, sister? Seven periods of time. Now in English, one translation like this, another translation just seven times. It is very true in uh, in Daniel never give you the definition of how long is one period of time. No. But fortunately, we know that when uh, Daniel talk about seventy times seven, and he said half of seven, now in that period there will be a great tribulation. So now we know that one half of seven refer to the period of great tribulation to come. But now in the same book of Daniel, not only talk about half of seven, then he talk about one time, two time, and half time. So altogether three and half times. So now we know that seven actually refers to seven times. Now, but then again, we do not know how long it is. So now, how are we going to solve this problem? But thank God. When you come to the book of uh, Revelation, now it's become, it become clear. Because when uh, uh, Revelation talk about great tribulation, it lasts one time, two time, and three and a half time. But at the same time, 
It mentioned 1,260 days. Now, simple mathematics will tell you that one time actually equal to 360 days. So remember, seven times means two thousand five hundred twenty days. So very simple. Very simple mathematics. So according to this prophecy, King Nebuchadnezzar will get mad. But he will not be getting mad forever. No. Because somehow the stump left there. With the roots there. So after 2,520 days, then his mind will come back to him. So it's very clear. Brothers and sisters, now that's happened to the life of Nebuchadnezzar. But how about our Lord's prophecy? If you look, if you want to find another tree other than a fig of fig tree in the Bible, the the one you can find is in the book of Daniel chapter four. So if you want to find another tree other than a fig of fig tree in the Bible, the the one you can find is in the book of Daniel chapter four. So if you want to find another tree other than a fig of fig tree in the Bible, the one you can find is in the book of Daniel. Remember from the gold to the silver. So Babylonia has uh, has has been conquered by Persian Empire. So that's it. So Babylon went to history. But brothers, if Babylon forever went to history. So this tree has been chopped chopped down. Then will leave nothing, not even stump whatsoever. But no. According to our Lord's prophecy, one day that Babylonian Empire, the power of Babylonian Empire, will be revived. According to the Lord's prophecy, and more than that. If you study Isaiah chapter thirteen, and you find Babylon there, but if you read the context, now that then you find the Babylon there is not Babylon in history. It's the Babylon at the end time. So how could this happen? Babylon already history. How come before the Lord's return, Babylon will be there? Now John confirmed the same thing. Apostle John confirmed the same thing. So what what uh, what God's, what Revelation said? Now in chapter seventeen, we were reminded of Babylon. And chapter eighteen, also Babylon. So if this is true, 
That means here we are talking about Babylon at the end time. So if you combine these two facts together, the power of Babylonian Empire definitely will be revived. Do you see that? Now that's very important. So now when we come back to Daniel chapter 4, they will say, how long? How long the uh, in between, now when that the Babylonian Empire will be revived? So according to the Bible, it must be seven periods. Somehow something to do with two thousand five hundred and twenty. So it's Now very interesting. Now you know that uh uh, the uh, we know uh, uh, ancient Babylon is today's Iraq. Ancient Persia is today's Iran. Now you remember the first encounter be Iran and Iraq. Actually, it's many many years ago. 539 before Christ. Remember, and then General Cyrus conquered Babylon. So in first encounter between Iraq and Iran. And Iraq was defeated. Do you see? That's their first encounter. But if you read your history, there will be second encounter. When they have a second encounter, around 1981, you remember there was a meaningless air, the war between Iraq and Iran. They have fought that battle for eight years. Without no without any reason. It's meaningless war. But don't forget. Just because this meaningless war. And uh, all the Western world side with Iraq. You see that? Because according to the United States. Now they have to dis- they have to choose between two evils. So the reason is very simple. You see, uh, you, you see uh, uh, why why Iran was evil? Because you, rem- you remember how Khomeini condemned United States. He said USA is a big Satan. And Israel is small Satan. But anyway, Da Satan, Xiao Satan, anyway, they are all Satan, you see? So now you can imagine, no doubt, the United States sided with Iraq. United States always do something like that. You, you see what I mean? If you know the story of Bin Laden, the same thing happened. But anyway, because of that, now Iraq became the fifth army, fifth strong, fifth uh, power of army in the whole world. So remember, anyway, we know that now in 
Now, when the encounter between the war between Iran and Iraq is not their first encounter, is their second encounter. Now, let us count. Between 539 before Christ and 1981, you do very simple calculations and then you discover it's 2,520 years. In another word, symbolically, that really fulfilled that seven times. Now, with King Nebuchadnezzar, everything is, is literal. But apply to nation of apply to uh to Babylon Empire, you find symbolic symbolic here. Very, very interesting, brothers. After seven times you find the Babylonian Empire will be revived. And now after two Persian Gulf War. I think we can recognize this. We, 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 we don't have to spend so much time for you to see that. It is indeed after, after that, you know, so after that, after, especially two person God war proved to us that now this prophecy is wonderfully fulfilled. But not only that. Look. Because when you talk of Babylon, you also have to talk about the uh, uh, nation of Israel. You know, again in history, now, people of Israel have been captured. One, the first time they've been captured is about 500 years before Christ. Then after our Lord after our Lord's ascension. And especially about seventy AD. Then you find the second time nation of Israel disappeared. Do you see that? So because of they being scattered two times. So they will return to their homeland two times. So in history, let's talk about their first homecoming and second homecoming. Now you know that when, what year, the first homecoming for the people of Israel. And you know that the second time when people come back to, to their homeland is 1948. So again, you count how long it will last between these two homecomings. The answer is surprising. Also, 2,520 years. But the difference is this. With, uh, with the nation of Israel, this year in the unit of prophetic year, 
这个单位，单位是圣经年预言年的单位。So that's why it means one year three hundred sixty days. 所以圣经的预言它是一年三百六十天的。Now that's prophetic year. 那是预圣经里的预言的。So two thousand five hundred six, uh, two five thousand five hundred twenty prophetic year. 是两千五百二十是预言的那个年。Now that's referred to the nation of Israel. But to, as if you refer to Babylonian Empire, but we look at the Babylonian Empire. Two thousand five hundred twenty solar years. 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 Two When you talk about solar years, now it just refer to the general general event. So if you calculate the difference between these two years, these two、uh, calculations, so, the, the difference is about half century. So now see that. So we see that. So now 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 see that. So, so prominent. So you see that 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 now you can understand. So you understand. After rebirth of nation Israel, now you find that Babylonian empire become his match. So because because of that case, you find that all the surrounding nations. Well, all will be reborn. And now that conflicting pictures. Is what we are seeing today. So, brothers and sisters, do you see that? From the word of God. We know that today we are indeed at the end time. That's why you do not just look at nation of Israel. So we don't just look at Israel. Now you are looking at not only Iran, also Iraq. We also look at Iran, Iraq, and many other things. But this is not my point this time. But this is not my point this time. Because the reason we try to study this part of the prophecy, we want to find out what is what is is in the back of today's financial tsunami. Now, why today there are so many problems? Why today there are so many problems? Now, according to the specialists, now next year 2009 is most difficult year. Now, according to the specialists' prediction, now next year will be the year. For、uh, there, there will be a tide of bankruptcy everywhere in the world. And then they even try to estimate how many will be in the state, how many will be in Europe. So this is indeed a very serious question today. We will go. If law still,、uh, if you law still tarry, probably will go through most difficult year next year. 
Many things will happen. Gradually, you will feel the impact of that financial crisis. But of course, there is only one exception. That exception happened in China. You know, Chinese like to eat. And there are so many people like to eat there in China. So if you want to do business, you have to do business with China. Because they have so many people, you know, if each one contribute one dollar, you already become millionaire. But now important thing is that, you know, if you have a way to do with, if you have a way with the stomach of Chinese people, even in the most difficult time, you will have no problem. So it's very interesting. Very interesting thing happened. You know, uh, in Beijing, there is a very very uh, uh, is very famous store. They, they are selling uh, steam bombs, bolts, and these steam bombs with a very strange name of that uh, that that uh, shop. Now we don't have to translate. There's no way to translate. Go bully bots. So that means this is so wonderful. It's, it's it's so so wonderful steam bombs. Now you know with Chinese in their former mind, you know if uh, they always keep that small store there. And then if you, if you want to have it, you have to go to Beijing, you know, you have to travel. They never have that mind, you know, have a chain store here and there. They never think about that. But, but, now, but now they borrow something from McDonald's. So why not we why not we make a business of this uh, of this uh, of this steam bumps? So now you know now they really go to the market they really they really go to the market now. So according to according to prediction. Now next year, even when whole world becomes so, uh, you know, uh, so sad with this economic situation, now definitely this business will will, will be will be booming, no matter what. You see, if because everyone can get at least you have one or two bumps. So think about how much business you will get. So this is the only exception. But unfortunately, generally, if especially we who live in New York. Now you can feel that. Now if if General Motors is going really to collapse. If 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 this city bank is going to be shaken. Now brothers and sisters. Now you can see that that definitely will change our life. So how we are going to understand this whole thing? Now when we see what happened to the two Persian Gulf, we only see the political situation. We forgot. According to the Bible, Babylon is Babylon of Trinity. Why? Because when we talk about Babylon, we already mentioned last time, in the book of Daniel, you have Babylonian empire, you have empire. 
Then you have a city. Then you have a tower. No, now you see when when you read Daniel chapter three, we already mentioned that image, golden image from the from the head to the bottom. Now remember. It's a miniature of a Babylonian, it's a miniature of a power, a power Babel. So every time when you visit Washington, everybody, every time when you see the Washington Monument, don't forget, most likely that will give you the impression about the Tower of Babel. And uh, you know, that's called a blessing. From uh, from Egypt, so called Jianfangta or oblast from uh, from uh, from uh, from uh, from Egypt. Now they move most of them to Rome today. Because Roman Empire has conquered Egypt, so they remove lots of oblast there there. And uh, brothers sisters, if you read Daniel three, if you measure the height, now sixty feet, sixty cubits height and six cubits feet uh, wide. So most likely that's just uh, the pro- proportion of oblastic. So if you if next even other time you visit Rome, if you visit Basilica of John, uh, Saint John, and then you will find that in the square you will find a, a blessing here there. And remember the height is exactly the height recorded in the Bible. But anyway, this golden image will be worshipped everywhere. So if you read the book Daniel 3, somehow this kind of Baal Bible, some some kind of this kind of image, not only in the capital, almost everywhere. So if you go to Rome, you will find this structure everywhere. Now in Egypt, when they build this kind of structure, you know, it's it's like a column, like it's like this column, like this. Then you have pyramids here. So now the reason is it was this. When Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, they celebrate they rule over the Egypt more than thirty years. So now they will build such a thing. Do, do, do you see that? And then they will offer that to their God. Now the way they do is this. Now they will, especially the pyramid part, they will wrap it with gold. So you see, brother, sister, now you can understand when Nebuchadnezzar dreamed that dream. And Daniel said, you are that gold head. Do you see that? And then Nebuchadnezzar didn't like that dream. He wanted the head, the breast, the belly, and the, all from the top to toe, all the golden. 
Now, brothers and sisters, now you can understand. Do you see that? When he built something like a blessed, in Egypt, only golden head. But now, from the toes, from the head to the toes, all golden. So remember, brothers and sisters, what does that mean? That represents the spirit of the power of Babel. You see, so because of that, now we can see that when we talk about Babylon, chapter 2, Babylonian Empire, chapter 3, Patao or Babel, chapter 3, chapter 4, you find the city of Babylon. So that's why we say the Babylon of Trinity. Remember, if one day Babylon will be revived, not only political aspect, not only not only religious aspect, especially economical aspect. Why? We already mentioned last time. That golden image represents Mammonism, So, brother, sister, now when you are facing money, when you are facing Mammon, it's very difficult for you not to worship. You may not have a gesture to worship it. brother, sister, do you see that? And this is a great temptation. And remember, that's the feature of Babylon. We already mentioned, people of Israel, it's more difficult to, uh, to, to how do you say, uh, it's, it's more difficult to convert them. It's more difficult to change the mind of the Jewish people. After being captured to Babylon, when they come back, no more idol worshipping. Outwardly, never worshipped idols. But something interesting. Before the captivity, before they were captured to Babylon, people of Israel were the best farmers in the world. But from that time on, they learned the business from Babylon. Today, if you look for the beginning of the banking system systems. You definitely trace back to Babylon. So brothers, think about it. In one hand, Jewish people never worship idols. But when they come to the matter of money, they can violate all kinds of principles. They know they never eat pork. 
But they know Gentiles eat pork. So you can make money out of the, from their pocket. So how they are going to do? They, they still try to have some pig, try to raise some pigs in their land. But you know, pigs is not, uh, is not clean. But then they still is able to, to have that business, uh, to, can, can do that. What, what happened? They use the they really they really create a wooden structure. They put all the pig upon the wooden floor. So they claim that we have no pig upon our holy land. So you see, brother, sister, do you see they never worship idols? But when you come to the money, anything can do. They always have a way to interpret it. So, brothers and sisters, you see, do you see that? Now, even, now even Babylon has gone to history. But remember, people of Israel carry Babylon to New York, to London, to Sao Paulo, to everywhere. I don't have time to go through their history. You know, only few family of Jewish people control the, this financial world, not only in Europe, also in the United States. Even for some period, they have no home to go. They have no homeland. But somehow, silently, they have created invisible empire. And Roosevelt or President Roosevelt already said that. After the great uh after great recession, financial recession in 1929. He know that. Those who really rule the world, not in these political people, no. So, brothers and sisters, don't forget, don't forget, when Satan wants to use mammon to control people, now you know no one can be exceptional. So, you see, brothers and sisters, now you can understand that that's what happened in the past. But since 1990, something even greatly changed. Now, remember, before that, you know, Babylon went to history. So only Jewish people carry that influence everywhere, that's all. But after Babylonian Empire being revived, that power is not just power, political power. No. Especially financial power. You can see the difference between before 1990 and after 1990. Before 1990, the world is divided. 
政府是分成两派。Democratic world and、uh, authoritarian world. 好像是一个民主的国家和一个集权的国家。So you see, it's so simple. So we all divided. 好像我们看到这个分开是很简单的。By nineteen after nineteen ninety. 在一九九零年以后。The whole world merged into a very small global village. 但是，一九九零以后，世界就成为一个地球村。Through WWW, you know what I mean. 你也知道，就是网络。And through the, the to, through the, 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 the through the mobile phone, through the cell phone. 也就借着这个行动电话。Through computer. 也借着电脑。Through iPod. 借着这个苹果牌的这个音乐的。Now, bro, no matter why, you can see that today is different. The world is different. 你就看到今天的世界不同了。Today, not not today is a nation doing business with another nation. So if you read、uh, Revelation chapter eighteen, it's so clear, brother sister. Before the Lord's return, you see that something already happened. You 看到有有些事情已经在发生。And then you still discover that the world is no longer the same. 就发现这世界不不跟以前一样了。And、uh, not formally, the power is already went to history. Only through the influence of Jewish people. 好像借着犹太人的影响。But no. 但是不是的。Something happened. 有其他事情发生了。Something happened after 1918. 从一九一八年以后就有事情发生了。Now after nine, nine, 1918 is the end of uh, uh, is the last year of the First World War. 一九一八年就是是第一次大战的时候。第一次世界大战最后一年。And since 1918, you know、uh, there is an empire.、Uh, there is an empire called In 1918, the world indeed changed. 一九一八年，世界的确改变了。You remember when Bin Laden gave the statement? 所以当宾拉登他有一个呃一个声明。He says in the last 80 years. 他说在过去八十年。啊 ，we we really put our head into shame. 他说我们好像蒙羞了。Our head never been lifted up. 我们的头好像抬不起来。But in 9/11. He said it is the first time our soul entering into the soil of our enemy. 但是是第一次我们的剑能够进插到敌人的土地上。Now why he say eighty years? 为什么他说八十年呢 ？Very simple. 很简单。It refer to the collapse of a very important empire. 他就指责一个很重要的一个帝国的崩溃。Ottoman Empire. Ottoman Empire actually is a Muslim empire. Ottoman 帝国是一个呃是回教者的帝国。But not ruled by 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 Arabs, but by the Turks. 这不是阿拉伯人在统治，是是土耳其人。But anyway, Ottoman Empire is very last for many many years. Ottoman 帝国存在了很多年。So after 1918. So Ottoman Empire collapsed. Ottoman 帝国崩溃了 So the Middle East being divided by in uh, by uh, by uh, England and by France. So, 中东就被英国和法国他们切割了就,就瓜分了就瓜分了 
So now you can imagine. So in those years, being under British Empire, British hand and also French hand. Now you can imagine how much they suffer. But don't forget. God not only God of Isaac. God is also God of Ishmael. What Ishmael means? God has heard. What he has heard? He has heard your affliction. So, brothers and sisters, those people who live in Saudi Arabia, they live in that part of the world. They always ask themselves, Why other people they enjoyed mountain water and everything? Why we occupy this land is is nothing but sand and but desert? Why God has given the best to the rest of the world? Why we are the only people? We have built, we have built uh, the Ottoman Empire. But finally it collapsed. Now we are being divided under either British hand or French hand. So in what way we are all able to deal with this strong power? So brothers, now we do not know exactly what happened. One thing we know, God heard the affliction of the descendants of Ishmael. So something happened. Something happened you cannot imagine. Now, First, let me let me try to remember remind you one thing. In 1859, 19th century, the first successful oil well has been drilled in Pennsylvania. But then afterwards, because Edison invented the electric bulbs. So at that time, it's about 18 million light bulbs in use in this country. So even they discovered the oil, but the oil dust industry did not have their major market. But then, something interesting really changed the whole thing. The invention of automobile changed the whole world. But that's still not very. In the beginning, they own in the, in the state only eighty thousand cars. That's all. But then, how come the world full of cars and automobiles? It's because of the First World War. Because in the First World War, in the beginning. They have only 800 motor vehicles. So how can you fight the war? So they have to use horses. So one horse was needed for every three soldiers. So in the battlefield you have so many horses. But the horses require ten times as much food. 
So because of that, they are really in trouble. What can you do then? But at the end of the second, First World War, then Britain had 56,000 trucks and 36,000 cars. But at the same time, United built 15,000 airplanes. So in 1918, the first time in history of mankind, in the battlefield they used airplane and the tank at the same time. So now you see, brothers, because of the First World War, now you see gasoline, the need for gasoline become bigger and bigger. Now in 1940, up to 1940, the United States was the world leader in oil production, producing 65% of world's world's oil. In 1940, the Middle East accounted for less than 5% of total production. These people, they still sitting on the desert. For his, for centuries, they did that. But something happened. When God heard the affliction, of the descendants of Ishmael. Then in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia, they discover super giant oil fields. In 1930 and 1940, the world has changed directly, drastically. You know, you know the rest of the story. I don't have to say any more. Now, brothers and sisters, especially after 1990, you find the descendants of Ishmael really get in, really act, really actively engage actively in the kingdom, in the empire, a financial empire today. If you today you visit Dubai, when you look at the architecture, when you look at the obelisk, just like a like like a uh, Tower of Babel, and they are thinking of to build a one kilometer tall uh, tall tower uh, by uh, to twenty twenty. So when you put all these things together, the world today is different. Now, hundred years before, now the world still under the influence of Babylon, yes. But indirectly through the involvement of Jewish businessmen. Today no more. You find this descendant of Ishmael, they also actively involved with the whole game. And not not only that. And then, brothers, is because of invention of cell phone, tel, uh, uh, computer, and many others. 
So now you can understand. You see, even you have a problem in the United States, immediately it will spread out all over the world. So brothers, it is very true. If you study the prophecy in the Bible, there will be economic crisis some terribly worldwide scale before the Lord's return. People look for Savior. Anyone can save the market of the United States. Anyone can save the international market. Brothers and sisters, do you see that? If you really, if you know what, if you know the Mammonism, by that time, the well man, the one man will come out. Like a superman. He will offer all the solutions. That's Antichrist. Remember the history of Germany. You know what happened before the appearance of Hitler. The Hitler become powerful. Because there is a crying out, now we need some help. People want Savior. They want to save their money. They don't want to lose their money. Brother, sister, they don't care about their soul. They gain the world, but they lose their soul. They gain the money, they lose their soul. That's why they worship money. That's why they worship idols. That's why they forget the principles. So, brother, sister, sooner or later you will know that. Before the Lord returns, there are so many money lovers when you're involved with money forget about principle forget about conscience tell me how much cost for the conscience so my brothers and sisters for that reason now in order to save in order to keep my stomach in order at least I can I can be not hungry I will do anything. So by that time, 666, either on our forehead, or will be our right hand, with the high tech of a computer chip built in our body, is nothing here, brother and sister. So then you discover it is true. Uh, the uh, the uh, Antichrist, he will use economy power. Because without the 66, you cannot buy, you cannot sell. You cannot survive. Now, sooner or later, you will bow to that golden image. So, brothers, if we look all this, we now we don't know how to interpret what happened today. This year almost gone. But another year will come. The Lord's return. We don't know what will happen. Whether you like it or not. Sooner or later, you feel the impact of that tsunami. 
When you're eating at a table, now, brothers and sisters, what you eat, and many other things, you know that you feel the impact. But probably it's still not very serious. But if you really like,、uh, if you really、uh, fall into the 1929 uh, that uh, great recession, many people lose their job. Now, brothers and sisters, now how these people, how the, all these family can be fed? So, brothers, very simple. The message from the Lord is very simple. Do not serve mammon. We say, how come become so serious? The Lord says, we cannot serve two masters. Either God or mammon. Do you think mammon is as great as God? Sooner or later, you will discover it. That's very true. So, brothers, do not rely upon the uncertain riches. Today, this money is yours. Brother, sister, you do not know when or how. Our money and our wealth just evaporate like that. Our money and our wealth just evaporate like that. Let us learn this very important lesson. Let's pray, and hopefully one or two brothers lead us in prayer before we dismiss.